Hey everyone, welcome to the Worship Artistry Podcast. My name is Jason Houtsma and with me is... Christina Kislanko. How are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I, I am I am doing wonderful. Now that we've gotten the really terrible intro out of the way, which we have, you will never see. We will have a great one now. Yes, it can't go possibly go wrong. You just came back from vacation. I did just come back. 20 years with my wife. Amazing. 20 years with my wife. We went off into the desert and, you know... I like to get away from, from work and from daily life to just mm-hmm. spark creativity. You know, I yeah. find, you know, going and teaching in Norway was really awesome and it was, it was, it was very intense, but mm-hmm. it was like really life-giving, but going and just resting and really being like still. Yeah. And, I mean, we went to a place and we didn't leave. Like we just stayed there and just hung out and listened to books and just relaxed and you found a guitar. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. This is amazing. <laughs> so we go to this place. This, uh, I'm not going to remember the name of it, but it's in, it's like in the desert. Like there's the Saguaro, uh, like national park mm-hmm. and it's like right up against it. And it's this place and like only a few people can stay there at a time. It's kind of more of an Airbnb sort of a thing. And we're walking around and everything is amazing. We're just like this. And my wife is a, she loves design. She loves you know, she loves decoration yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And so she was just so happy that because there was so much thought put in every little thing. You were just like, they clearly... They were speaking her language. Right. <laughs> yes. She was she was in heaven, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and so, and we, as we're walking around, I was like, man, you know, I didn't bring a guitar because I wasn't going to bring a guitar on vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I was like, man, this is just such a relaxing place, man. If only I had a guitar, that would just be like the best. And then I walked upstairs and they had this little room with a guitar hanging on the wall. And I was like, perfect. The Lord knew. Was it a good one? It was a Blue Ridge, which is like a nice, okay guitar. I wouldn't it's not know. A, it's not a bad guitar. It's not a bad guitar. Yeah. Um, but at least you had one. Yes, I did. And I actually ended up, I ended up working on a song the whole time. And then, you know, Allie, Allie was like, yeah, it just might feel a little bit like you're working right now. Like, all right. All Can right. you strive to rest a little bit more? Yes. So I was good. I listened. All about striving Amazing. to rest. Yes. Sometimes it's work. A little bit. How have you been? I've been great. Um, I didn't, I wasn't here for a week while you were gone. So mm-hmm. it was a very restful week. <laughs> what are you saying? While working. Um, no, it was, I missed our office. I missed, uh, doing things as a, as a unit. I was very by myself and isolated, Yes, <laughs> but I got a lot done, which is great that, nice. yeah. No, that's wonderful. I know poor Bethany was here like all by herself. I know. Over, over there. Yeah. She's crying right now. <laughs> she can't see tears. her. It's just silent, <laughs> but she's crying away. Well, uh, man, I have to say, I'm really excited about today's podcast. Yeah. And we have Zach Bolin. Yes. Zach Bolin, who I think was one of our original guests. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, Zach is the lead singer for the band Citizens. Um, And, you know, I've I've been on this kick lately. One of the things I wanted to do this year with Worship Artistry was I wanted to start bringing in some artists, kind of pulling in music on on the website that maybe wasn't as big as I felt mm-hmm. like it should be, yeah. you know, like, it's just like, this is a wonderful song. And, you know, last week we, t- or, you know, last podcast, we talked to, um, those guys who did the study, right? Mike and, and, and Mark, Mike and Mark, Mike and that? Mark. And, uh, but you know, they were talking about how, mm-hmm. how quickly songs rise up the charts and how quickly they find acceptance. But there are like the big ones that do that. Right. Mm-hmm. But then underneath that, 
there are a lot of songs that come out. So many songs. And that are that are beautiful. Yeah. That are worth singing. Yeah. And um, and so I mean, you listen to a lot of stuff that I listen to. I mean, almost everything that I listen to. I would say falls into the category of not corporate worship. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a lot of very worshipful music and songs and artists that write some beautiful songs, but they're not necessarily songs that I would lead right. on a Sunday morning because they don't have that corporate worship element. But personally, like that's what I like that's what speaks to me. That's what I even like when I'm writing, those are the kinds of songs that mm-hmm. I'm writing. But they're not the songs that we would teach. I mean, sometimes though, like these artists do come out with some one song that I'm like, wow, like I should do this song on a Sunday morning because it's just a little bit different, but it's easy enough for the whole congregation to sing. Um, And they may not be familiar with it, but after a few times, like that could be a song for our church. Well, and I think that's when the, to me as a worship leader, that's when the magic really happens. Mm -hmm. When a song... uh, isn't just a useful tool, which it's great when they are. I mean, yeah. we have a lot of 600 songs on our website that are useful music and, yeah. good, and good music. Like it's yeah, not it's like still we're doing, good songs. Yeah, right. totally. But it's for this purpose. But sometimes mm-hmm. you find a song that just speaks deeper than that. It yeah. speaks more personally and can also be something corporate. Yeah. And we wanted to shine a little bit of a spotlight on that. And mm-hmm. so we did the song All Together Good, which is by Citizens. Um, we have been doing it in my church, and I just, I love it. A, it's it's a corporate worship song that I didn't write that I can still sing. Mm-hmm. They're, like, the range on it isn't crazy, Amazing, but it's yeah. very dynamic. Um, the lyrics are just, are they're really beautiful. They, um, they really paint some really, I think, authentic pictures that are are powerful, but aren't hard to grasp. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, you're not having to sit there and go like, well, what does that really mean? Yeah. You know, you're really able to grab it. And so what we did is I sat down with, with Zach and we just, and we talked about so much, but we basically dissected the song. He had his acoustic guitar with him and we just went through it like line by line. Like, let's talk about this. And so it got beyond the, the, oh, I read the scripture verse and then I wrote the song. It's like really like, where did this metaphor come mm-hmm. from? Why did you choose this? Why why the word all together? Why did you choose? And this line you say here, but in this line you say there. And what mm-hmm. was the intention behind that? And you just realize how much intention wow. is in this song. And so my hope is that by really spending time with the song, breaking it down, and he actually does an awesome acoustic performance of the whole song at the end, um, that, that by doing that, that you'll be able to grasp the song and make it your own and maybe share it with your congregation because my congregation has benefited from it. Yeah. Um, I've benefited from it as well. I mean, it's, it has reached me on a deep level. Like I, I know you couldn't stop talking about it. I know. I know. Well, I'm just like, <laughs> have you guys heard the song? The song is amazing. Well, but I mean, it'll like hit me. I'll be driving in the car and it's just like, this is such a good, Wow. it's, it's really great. And so we are very happy. Uh, to spend the time learning it and teaching mm-hmm. it. And uh, we hope that you learn it and we hope you fall in love with it. Uh, so without further ado, Zach Bolin. Zach, welcome to the Worship Artistry Podcast. Yeah, thank you. I, it's always a pleasure to get to hang out with you, Jason. You know, I was thinking, I think you might actually be like the first artist we had on the podcast. I'd have to go no back. Way. I'd have to go back and check it. And it might not even be there because we lost like the first 10 episodes of the podcast when we transferred to like a different 
server or whatever. But I mean, you were, you were dead. I'm, I'm pretty sure you were the first one, the first one that so, said yes. So, you know, everyone, early adopter. everyone listening, everyone listening has to just take our word for it. That I yep. was the first one. Exactly. And the best and also the best. It's crazy. Of course. Yes. Of course. Yeah, clearly. It was six stars. <laughs> that's, that's right. You can't even rate it as, as high as it was. Well, uh, it's, it's, it's really good to see you. Um, I have been, it's interesting. I've been sitting with, uh, the joy of being together has been my go-to like worship record right now. Um, cause you guys, did, I, I mean, I, I interviewed you after you did the phone demos cause I thought that was the coolest thing. And then you actually made the album joy of being, and that was awesome. But there's something about the joy of being together that just, I don't know, man, it just gets my soul in a different way. And I am not somebody who really likes live records. Usually I'm like, oh, another live worship record. Can we just get like a studio version so I can like really hear what you wanted to do? Um, but man, there's something that comes, uh, there's something joyful about it. There's something that like comes across in the recording and just the songs sound really big in the, in the space that they're in. And uh, as I've been rediscovering it, it's amazing how many songs I'm introducing at my own church. Like I have like a, like right now I have a playlist of like, all right, I need to, all right. So the joy of being that one's going uh, all together. Good. That one's the first one that I did. Um, uh, only Jesus can't wait to do that one. It's hard to find upbeat songs, you know, like it's just, mm. it's just, man, you knocked it out of the park and you know, and I, and I, and I'm grateful because as a worship leader, it's, it's really meaningful to find songs that you really connect with and really connect with like your church community. And uh, you guys managed to do that in, in spades. It's pretty amazing. Thank you, man. I really am just, I consider that to be one, a huge encouragement, but just like super high praise coming from you. You're listening to probably more music than most people I know, <laughs> given your job and <laughs> dissecting, <laughs> dissecting the songs. And for you to say that, it just it means a ton. So. Well, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm excited to do this because we're really today, we're going to focus on the song altogether good. And this isn't really something that we've done before. Um, we, we, you know, we normally, we tend, we talk about albums or we talk about, Oh, kind of what's, what's it like for, you know, worship leading. And we kind of go into that with people. But, um, you know, I, it was funny. I was talking to, uh, to Andrew Senga and he's, he's, he made this statement. He's like, I don't know what we have done wrong that this song is not just, like the number one song everywhere. Mm -hmm. And when he said that, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I remember that one's good. And I went back to it and man, it just started to get to work on me. And I think great songs don't necessarily hit you the first time you hear them. You know, a lot of times we look at like worship songs and we're looking at them as tools as, as worship leaders. We're kind of like, okay, this is this tool that I'm going to use for my congregation. Uh, can I use it this week? Uh, it doesn't fit this week. Okay. Maybe I'll put it over here and I'll think about it again later. Yeah. Um, but then there's other songs that kind of like hit you and you're like, Oh, that was cool. And then you hear it again and you hear it again. And like, uh, the amount of times that I have just started like welling up in tears in my car, mm -hmm. listening to that song is shocking. And I'm not a crier. I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a crier. Um, you and me both. But man, seriously, that song is so, so powerful, both in the performance as well as the lyrics. And, uh, and so we wanted to, to, to say like, man, we love this song. Let's really dig into it. Let's talk about what makes it special. 
um, kind of go through your process, uh, kind of hear it piece by piece and just kind of think through it because I really do feel like worship leaders and churches are missing out if they're not giving this song time. And mm -hmm. I don't, I don't say that about a lot of stuff, but I really do. I'm like, man, we, 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 we need, we need, the church needs to be singing the song. The song's important. And mm. so, um, so at the risk of sounding like a total fanboy, uh, I am, I, uh, I, I, I'm so excited to dig in this song. So, oh, um, I'm excited to do it with you. Thank <laughs> you. So, uh, so, okay. So let's, let's just talk about, t tell me a little bit about how it was written. Like, where did it, where did it come from? You know, the song idea, I'm trying to remember, because I, I remember I was I had the idea that came to mind, and I want to say the chorus was the first thing that I started working on. And I remember reaching out to actually John Mark McMillan and was like, hey, man, I want to work on this song. You should help me write it. <laughs> and then he never got back to me, <laughs> which I've never messed with him about that, but I need to one of these days. If it ever does become a bigger song, then I'll just be like, man, look what you missed. So um, <laughs> He might have ruined it. He might have ruined yeah, it. Yeah, he might have yeah. ruined it. Maybe maybe that's all. But I So I had a hard time, though. I'd, I'd written – that's right. I'd written the chorus, and I was just having a hard time coming up with a verse. Like mm -hmm. it just – nothing was really – making sense nothing was really happening so it just honestly sat there for a really long time i want to say that i probably had this idea all the way back to 2018 17 maybe and then when we finally got to writing it brian and i when we got together eichelberger he's in the band and we've written a lot of songs together he also does a thing called the sing team mm -hmm. and um anyway the song started to take shape again, but it was, it sat there for a while. But I think the reason I remember lyrically what was kind of driving it was, um, I mean, I think this chorus kind of speaks for itself in that way. Mm -hmm. Like I think most people can probably tell that it is coming from a place of, of just like, Oh man, going through something really hard and then realizing that, at the, through it all, God was with me. I see it now. I don't know. I, I rarely see that in the moment. The thing for me that has just been really true in my life has been, and it's hard to admit it sometimes, but to say that, oh gosh, yeah, that hard thing that I went through, I wouldn't be the person that I am, or I wouldn't have the perspective that I have, or I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe the things that I believe. Um, if I hadn't gone through that and that, that is just a really wild thing to me. And so when I was working on that, on the course specifically, I started thinking about like in, in the, in the silence that like when I am praying and I'm asking, I'm pleading for you to answer and there's not the, there's not an answer, I guess, whatever that means. <laughs> um, just being able to look back and see, well, you were there and I can't really still explain why I, I went through that thing for so long, but I did. And then you kind of, then you kind of bring it, break it into micro pieces of, of like just daily life and just the highs and the lows of every day. We sit at our kitchen or our dinner table every night and 
we're usually asking some version of, all right, what was your high? What was your low? Or, you know, tell us about your day. And now it's pretty natural. We don't even say that. Just everyone kind of knows. I'm going to talk about the thing that was great and the thing that was hard. And, um, and I think that's just a part of every day. And to know that God's with us in that, the sort of the mundane, but then you zoom out a month and it's like, oh man, God was with me through this. And then a year and it's like, oh man. And then 15 years, you know, <clears throat> that, that's the part for me that really makes, honestly, that's the thing for me that makes, that like builds my faith and makes God even more real. Yeah, it's wild. Can you, uh, keep, can, can you play that chorus for us? And kind of hear hear how you hear hear it in its most natural state. Yes. Let's see, I'll I'll turn the mic down a little here. Not down, just point it down. The other night I was um I'm gonna have to tune I guess, but um the other night I was playing. So there's this other band that's on the label that we're on called Mission House. And uh, we've written Taylor and Mission House and Jess. We've we've all written songs together, and some of them are going to be on upcoming Citizens record. And um, I, they were like, "Hey, we're playing a show in Nashville. Would you come out and play with with us for that?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, sure." Like they were like, "Just just play a song, just play." It. So I was like, "Okay, cool." So we did one song that Jess and I wrote together, and then they were like, "What if you did all together good?" So I was like, "All right, yeah, let's do it." So they so they said. That would be the first song we would do. And uh, <laughs> I get up, and I don't know what happened, but I just play the first chord, and I'm like, that sounds weird. And I wasn't, I didn't have, I didn't have my in-ears on or anything. I was just kind of, I, I don't know, I'm not much of an in-ear guy. But I'm just playing, I'm like, yeah, okay, that chord. I'd hit the G. I was like, oh, that's weird. Something's off. And then at some point, I just it occurred to me like something's wrong. I heard the keyboard player try to come in with me, and I was like, "Well, that doesn't sound good." And so I was just like, you know, I was like right in the middle of the chorus, in the longing, you know, guys. I'm really sorry. I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I have to stop playing right now and and tune my guitar. And uh, anyway, it was it was good fun. But well, you know, I I think that's I think that's the thing to do, right? Like it's it's you just stop, like, don't make everybody suffer through your out of tune thing. Just go like, Oh, you know what? This is not going to work. <laughs> like <laughs> it's not going to work for you. It's not going to work for me. And it's definitely not going to work. For <laughs> yeah. He is not cool with this. God's not cool <laughs> with, <clears throat> with an instrument. <clears throat> All right. Enough of the sob stories. In the longing of our souls In the darkness where we go You are there You are love You are all together good In the weakness of our faith In the silence where we wait You are here You're enough you were all together good. Dude, the th I love I love hearing you talk about how, uh, how like going through a hard time and I feel like the way that you describe it in that in that chorus is just 
I think one of the things I love about it is it feels very real and personal to me. It doesn't feel, it's not, it's not like when the storm comes and the, you know, we always kind of like a lot of songs in, in there, in, in the attempt to be as accessible as possible to as many people as possible, you know, it kind of, it kind of goes more generic. And then when you're talking about, um, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like that's, that's the goal of those things. It's trying to get everybody to grab on it. But like when you sing about, you know, in the weakness of our faith, in the silence where we wait, like, I think that's a really powerful thing to sing about. And it's, it's not necessarily something that um, we talk about all the time, but it's something that I, I think most people can grab onto. You know what I mean? Like we'd all love to say like how, how strong our faith is. And well, I just believed and you know, God did his thing. And I knew it would all turn out. But I think in a lot of times we're, we're, we're in that space where it's, it's silent. I mean, we've all been like in COVID for two years. Right. And like, you can't tell me that you didn't feel alone at that point or you didn't feel like isolated in some ways and God, what are you doing and what, what are you, what are you planning to do? And I think it's just such a, a powerful thing. Um, so that was just sitting in a drawer somewhere. It was sitting in a drawer, <laughs> just tucked off collecting dust. And then one day, it called out to me and said, finish me. <laughs> so, uh, so, t- okay. So tell me, tell me, I just, I want to dissect the whole thing. So what are, so, so read out those lyrics on that, on that chorus for me. So in the longing of our souls, in the darkness where we go, you are there, you are love, you are altogether good. In the weakness of our faith, in the silence where we wait, you are here, you're enough. You are altogether good. What was the choice that you made on like the idea of like going at like there versus here? Did you have a specific reason why you chose each one? Yeah, I think to show time that when I look back, um, you are there in those places that I, that I came from. Uh, when I, and then also when I look ahead, to have the faith believing that you are there as well. And then to acknowledge that you're here right now. Like, I, I think that's probably for me, the hardest thing. It's easy to say, all right, God, you're here. But to really sit with that thought, I think is a really humbling thought. And, uh, so yeah, I just, it feels important to me, especially if we, I mean, you think about obviously revelation referring to God, you know, Alpha Omega, beginning and end. And I think that what is really interesting about that is uh, it's interesting. Even today, reading, I was reading John 9, and Jesus is talking to the disciples, and he's just saying, uh, you know, talking about the fact that, the, that he is essentially, he's brought light into the world, and that as long as he's here, the light, there's, there's light. And there's plenty of it. And, uh, and I think that that is interesting because if you read it literally, you could read it as, okay, that's only true for when Jesus was alive as a, as a, as a man. But then you see what Jesus says, he takes it further, and he talks about later on in, in his ministry, in his life, promising uh, to the disciples, to his followers, to other people that he would be with us 
uh, to the end of the age, that he would send a helper, that would it would be him, the spirit of Jesus would be with us. And uh, and so that that's true. So that light, that little bit of light sometimes that's poking through the darkness of our lives is just, uh, I'm not speaking literally here, but figuratively, uh, is just that reminder that God is with us even in the worst of circumstances. And sometimes it's hard to see that. And so it's hard to say that in the here, in the darkness, in, in, or in the weakness of my faith, in the silence where I wait, you're here. That's a hard one to say sometimes, especially if what you're waiting for is pretty, pretty massive. And, and to say that that's enough. Right. right. Easier said than done, yeah, huh? For sure. Um, why the word all together? <clears throat> um, No one's asked me that before. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I think I've been kind of on this kick the past five years, probably, with words and semantics and just thinking about the fact that on one hand, I feel like we keep trying to come up with newer, more clever ways to talk about God. And that's fine. I, I get the creative side of that. But I also think that sometimes we don't allow certain words to just be enough and they've lost their meaning because we use the word good now to mean, you know, if someone says, yeah, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Not now. Good kind of means like, I'm all right. I'm fine. You know, uh, or, you know, but I, I, so I remember thinking about that, about altogether good, that like you are truly the, uh, in, in its fullness, what good, what good is and what it means, like you are that. And so that's, that's, that's where that came from. I love it. To me, it's such a picture of it wraps everything that we're talking about, right. That we're singing about, we're talking about in good things. And we're talking about grieving, we're like, you know, in the verse we talk about, you know, God's presence, but like he is all together, like all of that together is good. You know, like it, that's like kind of the picture yeah. that I have of it. Um, I just think it's really powerful. So, um, so let's, let's, let's jump in. Let's jump into the verses. Was verse one always verse one or did we got, did we, how'd, how'd this come about? I might be able to figure that out. <laughs> Let me see here. I'm going to, uh, get, go. I like when I'm, when I start really writing the song, we take it over to, uh, make it official in Google docs. But when it's just a song, when it's just in process, Dude, that is weird. Okay. So most songs that I write, there are a lot of lyrics, le leftovers, scraps. And this one has none. So I, I think if I'm remembering correctly, going back to this, when I finally came around to writing the verses, I definitely was at verse one for a while. And that was thinking through there is a psalm somebody who's great with numbers will know i can't think of it off the top of my head <clears throat> um but there is a psalm i want to say it's psalm 148 but i'm I, I, that might not be it but um but it kind of talks about that or even psalm 139 is a great example like 
just sort of asking this question of God, like, how could I, where could I possibly go to get away from you? How could I possibly add up all the things that you've done? And that just really kind of grabbed me. And I, and that felt like, well, this feels like a really cool way to start this song because I am, my faith is being, there is a multiplication process happening with my faith. And it's coming through reflection and remembering that, yeah, you, you've been with me through everything. Good, bad, all of it. Yeah, I, I love it. Can you, can you play that verse for us? Yep. How can we recount the ways That you have multiplied our faith The wisdom of your ways The currents of your grace express In every moment, every wave so good man i know i loved i love the picture that you paint of of like it's so it's it's funny having taught a million worship songs uh i always really appreciate when lines don't say what i expect them to say and so going how can we recount the ways i was like oh here it comes <laughs> something about your something grace. about your grace yeah. <laughs> um and then to not only not say that, uh, but instead to like talking about multiplying our faith, like is such a, cause I think it is a real clear picture. It's a, like our faith comes from our experience, right? Like that's what builds it. It's like, well, you were here for me here, 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 and here. So I guess I believe that you will be here for me also, you know? Um, right. and just how much stronger that, that faith gets. And then at the same time we sit there and question and struggle, you know? So I love the, and then I love the picture that you put in, um, um, the wisdom yes, of your yes. ways, currents yes. of grace. And then like the, I love the tie of, uh, like that picture, like where did the water picture come from? Cause you roll with currents and then you bring in, you know, in every moment, every wave is like such a powerful picture. You know, I don't, I remember work. I remember having that idea and I don't know. I mean, I think that that was probably influenced a lot by, there's another song on the record called all I need. And that one also kind of deals with time from the moment before I was born till the day I'm called home to glory. Um, I, I just think I think water is just a, just the rolling of the tide is such a beautiful image. And for me personally, I really connect with that a lot. I love to to be at the ocean and just listen to the sound of the waves and um, and I think that there's a process too that the waves as they're turning, they're sort of regenerating and and bringing some there's like a new wave coming every few seconds. And not every wave is bad, you know. Um, some are more critical than others. <clears throat> some are devastating, and some of those waves are the exact kind of mild peace that we want in our lives or need. And so that that 
that to me, just in general, uh, with the way that I often think about my own faith journey, it seems that I think about it a lot out on out at sea. <laughs> and uh, the fact that God's grace is this sort of ever-turning wave that's like washing over us. And I mean, in this process of recycling too, that, okay, here's a hard thing. Either something I did that was done to me, something out of everyone's control, it's just something that happened. And that this wave is sort of recycling and it brings back another wave <laughs> and it's water again. And it kind of, even you see it, it kind of it even takes the, the sand or the broken shells off the shore and it kind of pulls them up and just slowly just kind of brings them out, slowly back out off into the ocean. Like, I just think that's such a beautiful image. And I think about that a lot in my own life and in in God's process of, in my soul. That's awesome. How about, um, how about verse two? Where's verse two take us? Yeah. Verse two. Um, this is one that Brian and I, I remember working on together some, um, and that, I mean, just even the simplicity of that, I think one of the, one of the things that really drew me to this verse was it really, it, it has the two lines <laughs> that are sort of like verse, verse lines. And then it has the next two lines, which are more pre-chorusy kind of lines. And then it's got this sort of like extra little line, fifth line at the end that kind of takes you into the chorus. And I love the simplicity of that. And so as we were thinking, yeah, through our joys and through our griefs, you have led us to believe the wisdom of your ways, the currents of your, uh, of your grace in every moment, every, every wave. And I think that that's the, uh, or it, our only hope for our, all our days is what it is. Second verse. And I just think that that when I remember writing that, just thinking, yeah, like that is what, what it what we're talking about. We're talking about this altogether sort of encircling of God's goodness that in our, in the things that bring us so much joy and so much life and in the things that bring us death. I mean, even personally over the past year, I mean, I've had a lot of relationships, you know, along the way that have sometimes brought like a cert, a sort of death, um, which has been really hard. And to think that, all right, God is with us. God is with us in that through through the great great things and through the things that are just bringing us so much sorrow, and that that was kind of where we were going with that the simplicity of saying what that is, which again it's so much easier to talk about this. I mean, my I think this might help give some context. I I always feel like I always feel like I want more context when especially in worship music. Because there's a lot of generic phrases that are used, like through our joys and through our griefs. People have said that. We've all heard that, right, in some way. But I think context helps. Uh, a few months ago, my daughter, uh, she has these, we have these cards at the table that sometimes we use. And they're, they're these questions. They're called, like, moments or something. Like, I don't know. It's not precious moments. Uh, but it's it's something like that. But anyway. The question was, if you could go back in time and you could change something, what would you change? What would you do? Where would you, what would you go to the past or the future? And what would you change? Talking about different things. And my 11 year old daughter, Posey, she was like, well, dad, you definitely would go back and make it so that your dad never died. Right. 
And I sat there and I was just like, you know, Posey, I, I wouldn't change that though. Because if I did change that, he died when I was six. It's like, if I did change that, then you wouldn't be alive and your siblings wouldn't be alive. And I wouldn't know your mom probably. And we wouldn't live where we do. We wouldn't have the friends that we have. Like all of my life would look so much different. And now that, that I see what I have, I wouldn't want, of course I'd want to see my dad again. I'd love to see him again. I'd love to be with him, but I wouldn't, not at the expense of losing all the things that I have now. And I think that that is a perspective that God gives us, you know, that for me, that's, that's really what that verse is kind of getting at. If, because so much of my songwriting is, is me synthesizing really that loss, that one monumental loss, losing my dad. It is all over the place in every song, not every song, but so many of the songs that I write. And so I'll probably spend the rest of my life still processing through that, through songs. And so a lyric like that, through our joys and through our griefs, you've led us to believe like, yeah, I mean, that actually is true that somehow through loss, I found faith. Yeah, that's, that's really powerful. And it's, it's so much, uh, it's so much deeper than that. You know, there's kind of that, the, the short version is like, oh, well, God knew and God wanted to, this is what God wanted to do. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, in, in my, in my family right now, we're, we're going through a lot of grief. My wife lost her brother last year and, uh, and it's, man, it is not a straight line, you know, like, it's not like, oh yeah, it's, you know, it's been a year and okay. You know, I mean, it just, it goes on like that is a forever hole now. Right. That you're, that you're dealing with. And And it, you know, and I've, and I've watched as we've, you know, you keep wanting to be like, oh, they're like, okay, like God's present in this. And it's like, but man, it leads you to so many questions and so many things that it's like you're working through and, and I can see it. And I, you know, we were talking the other day and I was like, you know, we go through seasons and you know, this season is hard, but it's not the last season. Like this will affect every other season, but it's not the only one like we're not going to be here forever you know and like god is like pulling us pulling us forward and it's like but he's not gonna take us anywhere until we do what we have to do here you know and and having that faith and that trust to to walk through that and 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 see it in those really dark circumstances is is just really powerful maybe that's maybe that's why i become a mess every time i listen to this song Maybe you, uh, maybe you, maybe you, you hit me pretty good there. Um, yeah, I guess so. Mm. That's true though. I think you're so right. The law, I, I, I think that losing someone, especially someone, uh, it's, it's one thing to lose someone to old age. We've most people, you know, you get to a certain age and, and you've experienced a grand loss of a grandparent or but uh, losing someone, when someone dies sooner than you expected them to, that's that's hard. And I don't know why. I don't know. I, I would say that's probably one of the biggest questions I ask is why 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 do we have to feel so sad, you know, about that if we're going if 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 
whatever is ahead of us is this promise that there is no death. Why do we have to sit with death still, you know, now for this time of waiting? And I just, I think that art and songs are such a huge, and books and so many things are such a helpful way of just processing through things that are really sometimes you just don't have words. And sometimes it really is as simple as through our joys and through our grief. Like, I don't know how else to describe it except to give it that one word, grief. And there's a story that's attached to that. And I think that's the part for me that I really find incredible, but I also hope is like an encouragement to people is to know that to to bring, like we all kind of have this, I think a responsibility to bring context to those words. Help people like share our stories with people because it's when we do that we actually, I think we build each other's faith through that too. Well, and it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, you know, I, 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 I liken it to, you know, it's experience, right? It's, you know, it's funny. I, every once in a while, like my back will just go out for no reason. And it's the most painful, mm. just drop to the ground. Like, and uh-huh. just like, it's so it's horrible. Right. And, yeah. uh, and it's funny because, and you know, I've talked to friends of mine that are like, Oh yeah. Like if you've had back pain before the moment someone says like, I hurt my back. You're like, do you need drugs? Do I, I have something left? To, like, what, what can we do? Like, because you've, you've experienced that. And somebody who hasn't is just kind of like, well, you're standing up. You seem okay. You know, like, yeah, I guess yeah, you're you know, okay. and I think grief is kind of yeah. one of those same things. It's like when you, when you sing grief, it has all this weight to it, right? It's it. I take what my experience of grief is. You take what your experience of grief is. And by using that word that is, that is not, you know, you're not oh, like a, a good song lets you put yourself into it. Right. So you're not over, over explaining grief. You're not like making it so specific. But but it's still a strong word. It's still something. It's a word that we all use. We don't, you know, we don't tell our friends like, oh, you know, like, yeah, I'm just going through this storm right now. Right. Mm, Like, we don't say that. We say like, yeah, I'm I'm grieving. That's a, that's a, that's a real word. You know, that's a real meaning. And so like, I think using that simplicity is actually, I think is really refreshing. Hmm. I feel that, man. You just even saying that just kind of has me thinking about as as a total sidebar thing. I was having a conversation with a friend today who is the spouse of of a very just very talented songwriter who has written some great great songs for the church. Um and but he he's 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 not a songwriter. And we were talking about this and just songs in the church and we were talking about how oh man i had said i wish that people told more stories in the songs that we sing and now i'm almost want to amend that because what you just said what i think is really true is that like good songs provide space for people to kind of find their own story in it and maybe that's what we just need more of is we need more songs that like that really as a act of hospitality, <laughs> if you will, just say like, Hey, come into this house and take a seat. And I'm not really expecting anything from you, but if you want to talk, I'm sitting here and, Oh, here's a tea, here's a coffee. And we'll just sit here and, uh, I'll ask questions 
and we'll provide the space for an answer if you have one. Like that would be an interesting thing to think about as, or just as a challenge to any like aspiring writer out there for like songs, like church songs is to think about writing songs that actually kind of serve as this sort of hospitality piece. <laughs> it's like, I'm just opening up a window for someone to be able to, or door in, in hopes that someone will just come in and feel at home. Well, and it's, and you know, and, and in saying these, th you know, singing words like you are all together good, like what I'm struggling, like, you know, my pastor often says, you know, sometimes you have to belong before you have to believe. Sometimes you, you have to, you know, sometimes you have to say something before you believe it, you know, and like giving words and, and letting those things seep into us, you know, I think is, is like, sometimes that's how God's doing it, you know? And it's just, yeah. And so giving, Gosh. giving space for that is really, it's mm. really awesome. So you're right. You're so right. So right. Right again. Well, Jason. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, so, okay, let's go to the, let's go to the bridge. Bridge. Yeah. Um, can you, can you sing it for us real quick? Sing the chorus. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. You are my more holy present in It's just that. Yeah. So good though. So I, okay. I have a couple questions about this, this bridge. Okay. Yep. So, yep. um, the transition of talking from we to I, why was that important? I started thinking about how I, okay, this is weird. This might be TMI, but, um, I was taking a shower. <laughs> that's, and, that's hilarious. Cause the first question I had when you're like, this might be TMI. I was like, does it involve a bathroom? And it does. Yeah, it, does. it does. It does indeed. I was taking a shower. I had my phone on the sink and I was, I, we had this melody going, but could not come up with lyrics for it. And I just started saying, I love you, Lord. And I was like, oh man, that's so simple. And yet, so seldom do we say that. Like I hear people pray it. We love you, Lord. We love you. But I'm like, man, I don't know how often I say I love you. I love you, God. And I think that's one of those phrases that we use as filler. I hate to say it, but I do think it is. I mean, it's the same reason we just tell people I love you, I love you. You know, like, and not that it isn't true, not that it isn't real. I'm not trying to get into that i'm more just saying but do we really think about that like to say that we love a god that we can't see and yet we can through the most abstract ways through our stories right um that's a that's a pretty bold thing to say and that that to me just felt like that's that feels like an individual thing that should be sung not just a all right, because I, I and I and I do, I, I would say this like not to get too weird on it, but sometimes I do wonder if one, we overthink things. <laughs> and I think we probably do. But two, um, I don't know, just 
do we set an expectation that isn't really fair? And that would be like for all of us to sing this thing that might not be true for everyone. Of course, people don't have to sing that. I just, I, I don't know. I, I know there's been a big talk, and even people I know are like, well, I'd love, wish there was more we songs, and it, it, there, that's in this song. But I, I still, I don't know. I, I, I still can't get past the fact that like there's just some things that maybe I can say right now that someone else can't, or someone else can, and I, I'm just not in a place to say it. And I'd, so, saying something like "I love you, Lord," at least for me was really hitting home. It was convicting because I realized that I don't know the last time I've really said that as like from me. Um, and that, that was humbling. And I was just like, I got to sing that. I got to sing that. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. This, the balance that we have in worship, right? Because it's like, we're doing this thing, we're doing it all together, but we're singing about really intensely personal things. We are, you know, yeah. It's, uh, you know, if we're doing it right. And, and that, yeah, I, I was introducing a song a couple of weeks ago and, you know, the verses were nearly identical, but like the first verse was an I and the second verse was a we and like mm. introduced it in a way that was like, well, because like I need to make, like, I can't sing this. I have to make this decision. I have to make this decision. We can't all make this decision for me. I have to decide if I can say yeah. yes. And then ideally we all can say, yes, that's true and do it together, you know? But like, I do think it's really powerful to kind of play on those. I and we, you know, and it's right. really, really powerful. Um, and then the line, you are my more. Yeah. What does that, what does that mean to you? That you are when when I'm when I'm asking for something more, you know. Um, maybe it's healing for something. Maybe it's I don't know. Um, not not even all bad things for health for my kids or uh, clarity around a decision. Whatever it is, like I'm asking for more. Like I'm asking for something more than I already have. And, uh, and I don't know, just for me thinking about that, I was like, oh my gosh, like you are, you are my more, like whatever the thing that I'm needing more of that I actually, that, that I actually need, not the thing that I want, but the thing that I actually need that, you know what I need, which is more of what I, of more than what I currently have. Like you are that more ultimately you satisfy all the things that I could possibly need. Um, all the cravings, all the desires, all the longings. And so I, I just, that was a shower. That was a shower. <laughs> <lyric>. <laughs> well, it's awesome. Cause it was awesome. Cause I, you know, when I first heard it, I thought you were saying, you know, you, I just thought you were just saying, you are my Lord. You know, like, I love you, Lord. you like, you are my Lord. Yeah. That's what I thought you were saying. And I, and so it kind of like struck me when I heard it differently. I was like, Oh, like, yeah, that's, that's a really, that's a really powerful statement. You know, it's like that you, you are, you will be, you know, you are all that I need. I think like, I think, um, I think one of the things that we as people need to say more than anything is, is I need you. It's just like mm -hmm. that. I need you. <laughs> I have yet to write the song that I want to sing, that I want to do that, that I can do it well enough with. I'm always like, 
How hard is yeah. that? How hard is it? It's a long right. line right there, but it's just like, man, but we need to sing it. We need like, we need to say it. Like that's the hardest thing for me to say. Yeah. Hey, do you need some help? No, I'm good. You sure? You You're going to hurt yourself. Dude. No, I got it. Yes. I got it. <laughs> I got good. it. Don't yeah. need it. No, no, no. I'm fine. Oh, <laughs> you know, what's so interesting. You saying that has me like saying that phrase. I need you has me thinking about like, I mean, at least let's just say popular music. So dating back to like the 40s, 30s, 40s, when things were really starting to be recorded and distributed. I mean, people are still kind of writing the same song. They're still trying to write the love song. But for whatever reason in worship music, we're I just thought about this. I'm guilty of this. It's like, well, let's go. Let's let's find this other abstract thing or this obscure thing to write about or whatever. And maybe we just need to, maybe we do need more of those. Just, I need you songs. And that's, that's all right. And that's enough. Um, anyway, that was a total side tangent. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how much, uh, how badly I want to sing just the most simple things. You know, I was just, mm. I was just teaching the school, you know, in Norway and you, know, you got all these kids, they're all writing their first song and some of them blew me away. Like, you know, they had like, they were like tasked to write a song and like a few of them, it was like, are you joking? Like, <laughs> that's, that's your, your first, first are yeah. you, you're lying. Like I, I pulled one girl aside. I'm like, yeah. seriously, you need to tell me the truth. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> is, is this, this really, really your, your first, first song? song? Just because like their understanding of melody and how songs fit together and like was just fantastic. You know, um, I wish that my first songs had sounded like that instead of like my Oof. first songs that I'm so glad I live yeah. in. They don't, don't they the live internet. nowhere. They live nowhere. Fortunately for me. Yeah. I, I, me too. Oh. Thank God that they don't Thank live out Lord. there. Um, yeah. yes, but, uh, but one of the, you know, we were kind of talking about songs and I was like, you know, the, the world has kind of, you know, when, when I was when I was in a band and we were trying to make it and we were writing worship songs and we were trying to be like more creative and like it felt like, man, there's not a lot of really creative stuff in there. We wanted to be super creative and more abstract and more like, hey, let's let's really mess with yep. this, you know, and it feels like we've kind of gotten that like with the influx of all the music that's out there with different artists. Right. Like they're all kind of expanding into these more abstract ideas. And I find that as myself as a worship leader, I'm like, just let me sing. I need you, you know, like yeah. just that's, that's awesome. I love creativity. I love, I love when a word or a phrase like twists something, but I find myself more and more just like, oh yeah, I just want to say, I need you. I want to say you are all together. Good. You know, like yeah. that's, that's what I want to sing right now. I don't have the, I don't have the energy to figure out what this means, <laughs> you know, maybe it's my, maybe it's just my place in life at this point, but it's like, yeah, I don't, I just want that. That's what I want, you know? So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. It's reminding me of, um, have you read that CS Lewis, CS Lewis book reflection reflections on the Psalms, which I have not, he didn't necessarily write it as a book, I guess, but I, he kind of did, but, um, he sort of talks about that. I think I, someone told me it's in another book too, but specifically it's in this one where he kind of talks about how when praying, 
um, you know, sometimes he says it so much more eloquently, but just sort of that you would be thinking about something and then you just would almost motion to God in some way of like that, that thing I'm thinking about, like that, that, that's what I'm praying for right now, or this, or her, or him, or, and I, I think that there is something about, one, that God's with us, so God knows our thoughts and what we're thinking, and I think, I, I just, you, what you're saying to me really hits home, that perhaps there's a, there is a, we're afraid of being simple at the, but maybe that's exactly what we need right now. Maybe we just need a lot of white walls <laughs> and, and and be okay with that and not feel like we need a bunch of other decoration to make it feel important. Because I honestly, I would say that in some ways, like that that is the scariest thing to do would be to do something simple and somebody just be like, eh, it doesn't boring. Just it, it almost it's forgettable. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's boring. Yeah. It's forgettable. But in the right time and place, it can really can be life altering for people. So, dude, go write that simple song, man. Go write okay. ten. I'll do. I'll, I'll do my best. Why don't you come write them with me? They'll be. <laughs> they'll be I'm better there. that way. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No way. Um. Well, hey, can we? Uh, can we hear the whole thing all together? good yes. it'll be it'll be good <laughs> yeah. all together all together <laughs> how can we recount the ways that you have multiplied our faith The wisdom of your way, the currents of your grace expressed. In every moment, every way, in the longing of our souls, in the darkness where we go, you are there. You are love, you are all together good In the weakness of our faith In the silence where we wait You are here, you're enough You are all together good Through our joy in our griefs You have led us to believe The wisdom of your ways The currents of your grace Expressed Our only hope for all our days in the longing of our souls In the darkness where we go You are there, you are love 
altogether good In the weakness of our faith In the silence where we wait You are here, you're enough You are altogether good Thanks so much, man, for taking the time to do this uh, and and to to add weight to the already heavy words. Um, mm. It's really powerful. It's uh, it's more than I could have hoped for for this time. And so, uh, mm. just super grateful for you to like open up, share some of your story, and uh, and thank you for giving us this this song. I. Like I said, it's a, it's just living in my soul right now and it's, it's really Mm -hmm. powerful. And I think, I think a lot of us could, uh, I, you know, I, I will say, man, my, my church community has grabbed it wholeheartedly, which is not, not always, not always what happens, you know? And, uh, and so, yeah, it's been, it's been really great leading it and, uh, and then just having it, uh, 
as, as well. So thank you so, so much for taking the time. It's, thank it's you, great. Man. That's means a ton. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate it, man. Well, that was a beautiful song, like a beautiful rendition of it too, acoustically. Oh man. His, his voice, you know, so, so here's something that's kind of fun mm-hmm. is so in there again, we were talking about like, Oh man, we just got talking about songwriting. And, uh, and so after we hung up the phone, we were like, you, you want to write, you want to write that song we're talking about? <laughs> like, yeah. So Amazing. we ended up setting up a co-writing session and it's, you know, I listen to citizens, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I like their music. I yep. love Zach's voice. It actually, it, it's, it's unique. It's a, it's a very, it's very unique, unique voice. But anyway, so we're working on this tune and then we like get it pretty much done and, and we're like, man, that feels really good. He's like, okay, well, let me just like play it. And he starts like playing it on the piano and singing it. And I'm just like, I'm listening to Citizens sing my song right now. This is <laughs> One of my amazing. favorite artists is writing a song with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, wow. Okay. This is really cool. Yeah. So, so yeah, getting to hear, and you know, Citizens is a, you know, they do a lot of, a lot of times they do a lot of like production and that sort of stuff. And so to hear it in that environment, I think is really cool. Yeah. But I mean, I, that even got me thinking how a hit song for your church or with your congregation doesn't necessarily need to be a hit song for everyone else. Right. You know, like I think back at my church where there are certain worship songs that they're more corporate worship songs, but from smaller bands or that it were like not the most popular song on the album, but that song is such a hit for our congregation. Right. That like it may not be on the top ten or it may not ever play on the radio, mm-hmm. but for our people, for our community, it speaks volumes. Right. Well, and that's you know, when I was teaching in Norway, mm-hmm. you know, one of the one of the struggles I think that that I've often had is like I I write songs, I write songs for my church. It is the whole purpose of doing it, but because of that, right? Like it's hard for me to it's hard for me to go and teach because a lot of times people think there it's like. You can't say like, oh, well, I, you know me from the song so-and-so that I wrote with so-and-so that everybody right. knows, yeah. right? Um, but there's something to be said, and I really believe this, that there's something to be said about writing for a specific audience and just like, this is all it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing when you get outside that, but I think that the more diverse our churches get and the more like less attached to radio we are, the more songs kind of hit these different niches and it's like, no, that's perfect. That's what we want. We don't need to be this homogenous group that all sings the same things. We can all like different things. And yes, I want you to learn this song. I love this song. (laughs) Go learn this song. Yes. Um, It's a beautiful arrangement. Uh, But at the same time, it's, you know, maybe that song's not for you, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of songs that aren't for me, you know, like it's just, but finding things that, that give us um, true words to sing in an authentic way, I think is it's the goal of worship. Yeah, totally. Well, if you want to learn Altogether Good or Holy Love by Citizen, we have that yep. one, right? Oh yeah, that's a good On one On Worship Artistry and 600 other songs, just go to worshipartistry.com and start a free trial or just sign in and learn these songs with your worship team. Yep. Well, go learn that song and we'll see you next time.